Kids, and welcome to the episode, What is Valentine's Day? I'm here with Dad. Hey, kids. How are you doing today? I hope you guys are really excited about your day. I know you're on your way to school right now. The date will be February the 11th that you'll be listening to this. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we recorded it the night before. Uh, I'm just going to let you guys know, starting off, we are making these recordings for you, for you to listen to on your way to school. Because we love you, and we know that you guys have a lot of questions, so we are here to answer them. We are always looking for suggestions from you guys, so one of the holidays that we wanted to hit on that's coming up right around the corner is Valentine's Day. Ooh, Valentine's Day. It's so romantic. Is it? Yeah, it is. Really? Yeah, you're very romantic. Well, I, I am, but tell me more about Valentine's Day. Right. So, Valentine's Day for me was chocolates and roses. What about you? Anxiety. <laughs> Anxiety and trying to figure out who I'm going to give a Valentine's Day card to because if you have if you are going to give a Valentine's card to a girl, that means you loved her or had a crush on her and wow. it was a big thing. So, yes, it was very, very I never knew that guys went through that, had to go through that anxiety of giving a Valentine's Day card. Well, yeah, but, you know, I mean, like, me coming from the Philippines, it didn't originally start off that way. Oh, that's I had, right. I had no clue what Valentine's Day was. Uh, my first Valentine's Day, if I remember correctly, I just got candy and a card, and I really had no idea why they were giving me a card to begin with. I just thought it was just something Americans did. They just gave heart-shaped candy. And that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah. But I, I had... I don't that, know. It was really romantic, though, to get a card and candy. I wouldn't say I really knew what romance was at second grade, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was just candy and a card. Right. Well, Valentine's Day is more than just that. So the story of Valentine's Day is actually pretty interesting. And the one that I want to tell you guys today with your dad is about St. Valentine. Mm, St. Valentine. You know what that means when they call somebody a saint, right? Um, Something about they got martyred. They got martyred, yep. Yes. And they met a really, really, really painful end. <laughs> well, yeah, we're going to stay away from that. But yes, martyrdom was a practice that happened during the Roman Empire days. So for us to tell you this story, we're going to have to dive into the Roman Empire. Right. But I, and I know somebody's thinking right now, what exactly does martyrdom mean? Basically, it means that a Christian died for their beliefs, uh, died for their beliefs or in Christianity. That's what it means to die as a martyr. And that's when some people say, you know, hey, uh, don't be a martyr for this or something to that effect. If it's not really worth fighting for. But right. for this guy, for St. Valentine... I think it was. Worth it's it. usually they, yeah, they were dedicated to their beliefs and they stuck by their religion and their God. In this particular instance, Saint Valentine was living during the time of Emperor Claudius II. And he, the emperor, decided to tell everyone in the land that single men made better soldiers than those with wives and families. He outlawed marriage for young men. Yeah, I mean, imagine that happening today. I mean, everybody would be up in arms and Instagram and Snapchats and all that good stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, during this time, people had to marry their lovers in secret. And yeah. that is what St. Valentine did. He would allow men and women who were in love to come and meet, and he would marry them, even though it was completely illegal at the time. Yep, completely. Which is funny because you know you think about what's illegal, and what is righteous. 
you know, it's just, it's very strange to think about how something like marrying somebody could be illegal. I mean, like, as of right now, we probably had, you guys probably remember that uh, a couple of things have changed with our marriage structure with the laws in the last couple of years. Uh, but yes, this has been going on for hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah, and one of the really interesting points is, is that marriage was outlawed i mean what made the emperor think that men who were not that didn't have anybody to come home to were going to make better soldiers i mean what was this guy thinking well i mean like i was in the military and you know i feel like you know being missing home was a huge distraction to begin with me for me personally but i believe that uh the benefits of having a family was probably a bit more uh, beneficial than the burden so it would like it would give you a reason to come home and you wouldn't fight as hard like you wouldn't want to go and do the hero thing because you want to go home and see your kids and raise a family and have a farm i would say that i would fight harder if i had a family Aw. Yeah. Well. I mean, like, you know, just like, you know, the little kids, you'd be like, oh. oh. Yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> That's what kids sound like. <laughs> Not really. But, I mean, I, I think that they do sound like that sometimes. <laughs> you have dad, dad, dad ears. Well, I, I think it's important to talk a little bit about Emperor Claudius II. Now, this guy was kind of bad news. He was a Roman emperor who was in battle constantly. And I mean, we're talking back in Roman days. So he's like fighting the Almani and the Gothics in Eastern Europe. The Alemanni. The Alemanni, yeah. The the Alemanni, which was Northern Europe, Eastern Europe, uh, the Goths who are now uh, modern day, well, modern day, I guess you could say Germany and Eastern Europe. Uh, But they had their revenge because they sacked Rome eventually. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's interesting because they were always at war, so they had to have a lot of soldiers. And so here is a little bit more on the story about St. Valentine. So in Rome, he was beheaded for marrying people behind Emperor Claudius II's back. In he was secret. like, what? You're marrying people at your house without me knowing? So that made him a saint after he was murdered. The church honored him. The Catholic church honored him. Now, one of the interesting questions I have is, they deem this a pagan holiday. And I wasn't really sure like why it was a pagan well, holiday celebrated by Catholics. I think you're kind of mixing up two different things. I mean, like, yes, St. Valentine for Valentine's Day. It's a Catholic holiday, but there is also a holiday that was on February the fifteenth. Fifteenth, that's February, right. And it was 30th. a pagan festival holiday for fertility. The Roman holiday for Lupercalia. 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 Yeah. I don't want to have to say that again. Lupercalia. Lupercalia. Lupercalia, which was a you know, which was a holiday for fertility for the Romans. I want bread now. <laughs> it reminds me of bread. What? Yeah, Lupercalia. No, it's for fun. So they celebrated the pagan holiday. They called it Valentine's Day. And it was in the middle of February, like your dad said. And it was around 270 AD. And it was basically the same thing, but with fertility instead of marriage. But what yeah. is what is fertility too? Is that's also uh, uh, you know wanting things to grow and wanting things to prosper, like yeah. agriculture and babies and families. Yeah, so. well, I mean, it's a general blanket term. It's something to be fertile. It's something to be pr- fruitful. Uh, it's you know many children, many offspring, a lot of stuff like that. Fertile, the fertile crescent, fertility. Yeah, well, another point that I want to make is Valentine's Day is normally depicted by hearts. Why hearts? I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> you keep saying that. that is not. But we saw when we did our research that 
these people back in the day were using, you know, um, among the ancient Romans, they were associating the heart and love as something similar. The Venus, uh, Venus, the goddess of love, was credited or she was blamed for setting hearts on fire with the aid of her son Cupid. Now, Cupid, what about Cupid? This little dude rolling around with a bow and arrow, shooting uh, people in the heart. Technically, a cherub. Well, actually, modern day interpretation of Cupid is a cherub, which is a baby like angel essentially and he but, can fly and he can fly i mean just think of a baby angel with little baby wings and you know a little <laughs> bow and arrow i mean like yes somebody called child protective services because who would give a baby a weapon <laughs> especially this but uh cupid actually started off as some someone that was less uh character characterized uh into uh, basically were a god or the son of a god and was more uh, i guess you can say more proportioned but became more comical over the years or more whimsical over the years I right say. so it became kind of silly and i and i thought this was a really interesting part it said the ancient romans held a curious belief about the heart that there was a vein extending from the fourth finger of the left hand directly to the heart now that is the finger that we wear our wedding rings on that's what they say i have a beautiful ring on mine i know i know yeah, yeah. <laughs> hoping to pass it down to one of you guys well i think that that's really sweet because they called it the vena amoris vena amoris and, and I think the that's... The bane of love. Now, how do you say I love you in in Spanish? Or, or my love is mi amor? Te amo. Oh, te amo. <laughs> but my love, my, mi amor. No, I mean, like, you're, 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 you're confusing a bunch of languages together. Right, but amor is there are, amor. There, amor is basically, amor is basically Latinized. If you think about Italian, uh, Spanish, French, they all have the same base. So that's why you have the same common sounding words like amor pop up. Yeah. Amo. In, in Spanish, amo. In French, amour. Uh, in Italian, amour as well. Well, and then you see right here that in during the 12th and the 13th centuries that the heart found a home in the feudal courts of Europe in France. Now, I do know a little French boy named Axel, and I think that this is really cute and close to home. So today... They, I bet you would say, j'adore. Or what's this, fin amour? I don't know. Something about Finn Amor. Final. It's called courtly love. But uh, this woman in the picture is giving the guy a heart. So I guess that's why we symbolize. Well, let's just hold out here. If you look at that picture, that doesn't look like a, it looks like a piece of bread. <laughs> it does. It's hey, like, here's my hey, heart. Here's a piece hey, of bread. Look at you. You seem a little pale. Have some bread. <laughs> yeah, well, and he's like, picture. oh, big, his, had his, his hand to his heart. Oh, thank you so much. I'm, into, I'm so hungry. Now, with, with the romance of Alexander. This is the working that we're looking at. The workings that we're looking at is called the heart offering. And it was painted around 1338 and 1344. Mm. Um, so I think that's why people probably symbolize hearts in red with love. So, but I want to talk a little bit more about St. Valentine. Again. Let's go back. Again. To, let's go back to St. Valentine. I like him. So we, we know that St. Valentine was martyred by Julius. Oh, I'm sorry. Cassius. Well, actually, Claudius. <laughs> no, no, no. Claudius II. Well, no, all of them were called Julius back then. Julius Claudius II. Wait, what would your Greek name be? Uh, I do have a Greek name. I mean, Roman name. name. What would your Roman name be? My... If you want, if you if you got to pick a Roman name. Oh, God, jeez. I know, it's tough, but it'd be fun. Uh, I think I'd be, I think I'd be uh, Rebecca Claudius. No, <laughs> I don't think Rebecca was... Titus. 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 <laughs> Reminds me of your underwear. Titus. Titus. 
Okay, so today, according to the Greeting Card Association, Association, an estimated 145 million Valentine's Day cards are sent each year. Wow, that's a lot of Valentine's Day cards. That's a lot of trees. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and think about it. Like, what are some common gifts that you get for Valentine's Day? Uh, chocolates and candy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, I mean, I don't really like chocolates and candy. I like flowers, and oh. I like talking and reading books. I love when you read to me. We read books together. Oh. Yeah. You know, like, hint, hint, talking. Usually you want talking? I know. I love to listen can, to you I talk. Can, I can definitely do some talking. I think that this is an interesting holiday, though, and I'm really interested in what you guys have to say now that you have a little bit of a better understanding as to the behind the scenes of Valentine's Day. Um, it is a wonderful romantic holiday to be celebrated, to rejoice about love, and I think it's a sweet thing. Um, one last thing I wanted to add, though. Do you remember our friend Joffrey Chaucer? Joffrey Chaucer, yeah. Canterbury yes. Tales. Well, I wanted your father to read you guys this old English poem, but it's extremely difficult to read. But he sounds so wonderful reading it. So I hope that he'll give us a couple of words. If I'll, I say, do, Pretty, I'll, do a couple, I'll do a couple stanzas, all right. And then I will completely try to say it and not murder All right, but it's like, okay, first and foremost, girls, or and boy, uh, this is done in Middle English. So Jeffrey Saucer actually wrote these wrote most of these during the black plague so that's around the 1400s uh, time frame so english then wasn't quite the same english we speak now and this uh, was the first official poem of valentine's day that oh. decreed it the valentine's day Ooh. poem i'm sure somebody did a roses the red vows for blue poem before that oh what's that what's that poem in case nobody knows it's like roses the red vows for blue i really like you <laughs> I'm not a poet. I'm a farmer. I don't. I don't know how to write that well. Sorry, but no. It's like uh, the very first stanza is uh, the life so short, the craft so long to learn to say so hard to so sharp, the conquerage, the dreadful joy, all with the slight so yearn, and which makes absolutely no sense to me at first glance. But uh, but. You know, that's 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 a reading for you. Yeah, and then it says for all be that I know Nat, Love and Dee Dee Nat Nat Woot, yeah. <laughs> them butts, oh lord. Them butts. <laughs> Yeah, so we wanted to share this with you guys. We hope that you have a great day at school. We love you, and we hope that you are able to tell everyone else the story of St. Valentine. Mm, did we finish it? We did, yeah. He married people in secret behind yeah. the emperor's back. Right. And emperor found out, was like, emperor yo, found out. you, you got to die now. And yeah, <laughs> it was like, yo, you, you got to go. And, and then, then the a couple church. hundred years later, when Christianity became the major... Uh, major uh, religion of uh, of uh, the Roman Empire. I guess he was uh, given sainthood. Okay, so uh, good for him. All right. And this is a little jam that I love by. It's an Edith Piaf 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 cover by one of my favorite artists. Um, I know my girls have heard it. I don't know if Axel's heard it yet, but I'm gonna play it now and let love be your guide. And we love you and hope that you have a great day at school. Be kind, be sweet, and listen. Or yeah, have a good day. Celle, oui, pour moi, moi, pour lui, tout la vie. Il 